You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, we'll take it from there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Raw Milk podcast of 2023. It is the 23rd of January. Happy New Year from us. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Callum Gibson on this Stanley jaunt. How are you, Callum? Yeah, always well. Steady away as ever. Yourself? Yeah, not so bad, mate. Not so bad. Like we've just said, same as 2023, New Year. Same life in it. I'm still just on the grindstone. It's Monday night now as we record this, and I still feel like I've worked about 18 days in a row. So another year close to the grave. Think of it that way. The sweet embrace of death. What a what a gorgeous way to start the new year. Yes. Um. Well, let's carry on then with a few things never die. So, what have you had for your tea this evening? Have you had tea? Yeah, I've had some tea. Yet. I've had. Uh, I'm going through a days of just sort of, sort of trying to empty someone's fire alarm yeah <clears throat> my fire alarm that's the uh that's your cooking someone's burning something yeah oh well if, I, if the podcast just drops off i have i passed away sadly um <laughs> no i had some um, what timing that is yeah yeah just really trying to back you know beat back the flames here you can't see yeah. <laughs> 
I'll just turn the fireman outside the window to give me 10 minutes to finish it <laughs> Um No, I had some oxtail soup and toast. Classic. Just trying to use everything in the cupboard before I do a big shop. Solid so, uh, Monday night tea, that. Yeah, yeah. Solid Monday night. Underrated. I'm not a massive soup fan. But it's, end of the day, it's a drink. It's not a food. It's not a food I choose to eat. But with half a loaf, bit of oxtail, underrated. Do you know what? I would say oxtail is my least favourite soup. Yeah. Almost and for those that you just did a comedic uh, spit into the drink, but it genuinely is. It just sort of reminds me of like dirty beef water with a bit of like mincing <laughs> bottom. It freaks me. It it reminds me of spit. That's what the back of the can said, to be honest. Yeah, no, yeah. Oxtail, oxtail and minestrone. Controversial, two of, the, two of the best soups. Lamb and mince if you're feeling posh. Um, the worst ones by far, chicken, because it reminds me of being ill. And just playing yeah. tomato. What, what are you playing at? You go to a restaurant, you get into tomato soup, head's gone. You see, Michael, that I live with, my housemate, he swears by that cream of tomato Heinz is the only soup that he'll eat. Well, only soup. You can't, there's no accounting for taste, is there? No. I like, at the minute, Aldi have been doing these lentil lentil ones, and they were 45p a can, but they've gone up to 54p a can now. Shocking. Try them. They're amazing. With lentils in, you mean? It's just it's just lentil soup. Bramwell's yeah. lentil soup. I've always had a thing about bits of shit in my soup. And I know I've just said oxtail. I can tolerate it with oxtail. But you know when people put like pearl of barley mm. into a soup, it's floating about. I know it's tasty and good for you, but my brain but it's, like it. It's thick. It's thick, this. Yeah. It's like pretty much just like... Um, what flavour is it? Lentil. All right. I've had them lentil Still. crisps. They were all right. It's lentil flavoured. It's just basically mushed up lentils. It's, it's decent. Honestly, try it. But I will. No. In this cost living crisis, I will have a go. <laughs> well, there we go. I've had chicken and rice. Very depressing. Um, still trying to shift the Christmas sludge from my uh, my stomach, but failing miserably. Um, well, we just spoke before Christmas, didn't we? And we were excited for um, a gorgeous uh, festive period watching Accrington Stanley Football Club. And in true Stanley form, um, we were absolutely diabolical, weren't we? So <clears throat> as we talk now, um, Stanley sit 20th in League One. We are one point above Morecambe FC, who have won three in a row now, um, who look to have probably turned a little bit of a corner there. We won last week against Bristol, but other than that, it's looking pretty, pretty dire. And if I just go through, for those of you, and just remind you how Christmas went since the last time we spoke. Um, Boxing Day, we got a point at home against Barnsley. We went to Morecambe on the 29th and fell to a 2-0 defeat. Derby County, we got beat 4-0 on the 2nd of January. We've drawn with Boreham Wood in the Cup, and obviously the replay will be tomorrow evening, um, maybe today, depends on when you are listening. We beat Lincoln City in the Football League Trophy, beat Bristol Rovers, and then um, got blown away against Barnsley on Saturday with three goals within the first 20 minutes. Um your thoughts then, really, from what's been a, a... It's a strange month, isn't it? Because as we're about to get on to, and you text me about this earlier this week, it's been a really, really poor season, but we've still got our fingers in a few different pies, haven't we? 
that's that's the irony. That's the fickle nature of football, isn't it? We're, we're struggling, you know, and um, people are people are sticking the boot in. But we're, we're we're two wins away from our greatest season ever if we stop up. I know it's it's but some maybes, but Peter Boreham Wood tomorrow. You're talking about equaling, you know, the the club's greatest ever run to the fourth round, and then potentially one game away from the club's first ever in both carnations trip to Wembley. If you combine that with stopping up, there's there's no ifs, buts and maybes that would be our greatest ever season. That's a fact. And we're well on track for that. Um, which makes the some of the things I've seen in the fan base, you know, look ridiculous really, but I'm sure we'll come back to that. But uh, the big one for me was that Bristol win. That was absolutely massive. I mean, that was the game when you looked at it, you thought, Barnsley, we're gonna struggle. Derby I expected to get beat. But a lot of people have been saying it's not the it's not the defeats, it's the manner. Like Barnsley, once the first goal went in, they looked beat, that was it. You know, they just they don't we've we've had we've had you know, if you go back to the days when transfer wise everyone else was shopping in Marks and Sparks and we were shopping in Poundland, we've cobbled together some outrageously poor sides, but through sort of team spirit and hooker by crook, we've managed to get these these points and upset apple carts, you know. This team at the moment, and I know they've got 19 players out, which you can't, you, no one can plan for that, but there's a bit of a, I don't want to say gutless, but there's a bit of a, a mental fragility to them, which I think is worrying. That's my take on it anyway. Yeah, I think I think that is true. And I think that I'm, I was trying to rack my brains about this, but I, I can't really remember a Stanley side where, you know, even when we've been poor and even when we've been, you know, one of probably the worst teams in the division, which we were for a, a, a lot of years in League Two as well. Because like you say, we were, we were sort of nowhere near what we what we could afford in players. I don't ever remember us being, just, just it being so predictable, really. Because I, I spoke to a Barnsley um, podcast last week and he said, you know, he, he asked me, how do you think you'll go on? And I I honestly, honestly thought we were going to get beat. I mean, I, and I, I know that people say that and you can have that in your head, but I've always backed Stanley, always, because I've always seen that we've got that grit and determination, um, which doesn't really seem to be there this year. The 19 players off... I was is that is that including youth team players as well? Because I don't understand where he's getting them numbers from, to be honest. I know that he said in true John Coleman style, he came out, didn't he, and said that no football team has ever had this many um no football team's ever had this many people off. Um, well, all I could think of, and it's very dark, and I mean I mean it with the utmost respect, is that um that Brazilian team, you know, the plane crashed and they all died. Wow, yeah. I just thought, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's hyperbole, isn't it? Of course you know, it is, yeah. He's, he he takes a lot of poetic license, doesn't he? But yeah, I just think that it's it's a strange one because they are they just do seem toothless and they seem to lie over a little bit. And I don't know whether it's a lack of leadership on the pitch, but there don't seem to be any sort of leaders mixed in with him, or nobody's taking sort of taking a game by the scruff of the neck. And to be honest. Listen, I'm just reading into this. This is complete, you know, just my what I'm seeing from the videos. But I think you can see that in Coley as well in his interviews. I think he looks sort of just deflated. I think he almost doesn't know what to say because I think he thinks to himself, I don't really know what else I can do with this side because 
I've, it's almost like they must have tried everything by now. And you just knew, didn't you, on Saturday? They went over. What did they score in the first four minutes? And you just think, we're never getting back in that game, ever. Yeah. And I'm just, I was just instantly glad that I didn't go. Yeah. You, you, you... It's difficult because, you know, Corley's not infallible. And friends, a friend of mine was, was telling me the other day that it, that it actually hurts him. He said, it hurts me to say, but selection, you know, Keneally at centre-half, um, what did McConville play, left back or right back the other day? And Wally's, you know, Wally's doing nothing. And you just think you've got players like Josh Woods and the other lad on, on the on the on the um the other striker on the bench, Addy Addy Coyer, is it? I always get the name wrong. But you think at three-nil down, Barnes, the game's gone. Just chuck them on. And I'm not yeah. a really naive thing that football fans say, and coaches and managers will give you a reason why they don't do that. You know, I remember Sean Dyche at Burnley once saying the bravest thing is to sometimes not change it. I understand that. And I understand we don't see them week in week out in training. But some of these decisions are a bit to the to the layperson they look odd. You know, Coleman is God. And like you say, even with this dilapidated team falling apart of the seams, we're still on track for our greatest ever season. And it's testament to what Coley's done and testament the ultimate testament to his genius is people are coming away expecting that team to win at Barnsley. You know, expecting that team to be challenging for League One playoffs, which is just obscenely ridiculous. Um, but I don't know. It just, as you said, like I, I'll go on other podcasts or, or other interviews and I'll say, it'll go either way. You'll beat us 4-0 or we'll smash and grab you 1-0. Now I don't think we'll smash and grab you 1-0. I just, yeah. just think, yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll cook with your belly. That's yeah. exactly what I said to Joe on Thursday when I at the on the red all over for Barnsley. I said, you know, I think if you score early, it could be four, like it was at Derby. Like that's how it feels at the minute. And then I said in the end, oh, two two, you know. But I didn't think we were ever going to get that. To be honest, it just it's it's so predictable. It's it is a little bit depressing and. Yeah, I feel like at this moment in time now, we just need to make sure we get through this season. D- yeah, don't but- get me wrong, we're absolutely not out of the woods here and we're very much in a relegation scrap. Yeah. I think that if we do get through this and stay up, I think it's just going to be one of them where it's like, Jesus, just put that down to just a shocker. And in, we're going to need some serious investment in summer because the squad is nowhere near good enough to be sort of competing. Well, that's the thing with with the new facilities and with the ground as nice as it is. The flip side of that is players will come and they'll want more. And you've got to you've got to weigh that thing up between, you know. I know you can't be fleeced, but you do have to pay for quality. You know, you, you can't keep pulling five, six, seven non-league gems out every year and hoping for the best. It's fantastic that we do that, but we've got to put a little bit of money in. Well, it's not worked. It's not worked this year, has it? No, and, that, and yeah. to, to be fair, to be fair, it's a hit rate for it not for it not to work once in twenty years is yeah. is, is unbelievable. Um, we haven't we, we haven't we haven't replaced Dion and we haven't replaced Colby. No, and realistically, that's that's the truth of it, isn't there? Isn't it? I think that combined with the sheriff being out as well, we didn't realize. Well, and uh, and and the other lad as well. The two centre backs have been out, haven't they? And Sykes buggered off to Belgium as well, which I don't think well, anybody saw coming. You know, uh, I've said on this podcast many, many times that we miss we miss Mark Hughes a lot more than we thought we would. 
in terms of his organisational abilities. But, uh, you know, it's still not, you know, we're not in the relegation zone. I know we're not far off it, but even with all this going on, we're not in the relegation zone. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll win enough home games to just about claw our way to safety. And we're not we're not a Blackburn who turn on the manager when, when they're third in the league. You know, yeah. we're, not, we're not a Burnley who, who turn on Dyche, the, the, the best manager they've had in the last 50 years. We need to come together as a fan base now, whether you've been going a day, a week, or you remember Peel Park, and just get behind Coleman and the lads. Because the, the ironic thing with Coleman is, 98% of your Coleman out brigade would, would have never set foot anywhere near the crown without him. That's just a fact. And uh, someone made a great point. You know, Coleman's been a Stanley fan longer than 80% of the fan base. Yeah, feels, that's that's crazy, isn't it? It feels it more than any of us, you know. And uh, I just can't get my head around it. How people can sit there and go, four promotions, four titles, record FA Cup run, record League Cup run, one game from Wembley, record Football League trophy run, tens of other cups and medals, beating Burnley and Preston, being one league below Blackburn and Burnley and go, come on now. Like, what goes through your head? It's your, I think it's, it's United fans trying to get Ferguson out. It's England fans trying to get Ramsey out. It's it's bizarre. It's really... It's, I, I, what I, what I, everyone's entitled to an opinion, right? But as a Stanley fan, what do you want? What do you expect Accrington Stanley with gates of 2,000 home fans at a push on a good day? to achieve in this division against Sheffield Wednesday, Derby County, Barnsley. Yeah, we'd like them to give a bit more sometimes and not, you know, not belly tickle. We'd like them to get stuck in. But end of the day, it averages out. And when the big teams turn up, they're going to pace you. It's the circle of life. The same way I'd, I'd expect to pace Clitheroe if they got four promotions and came into this league. You know, I don't know. Let's say we turn it around and we come, say, 12th this year, which I don't think we will come that high, but let's say we did. What That would be an outstanding season for Accrington Stanley in the third tier. What do people want for us to achieve? I don't I don't see it. I don't... I, don't, I, I can't speak, as the old... Uh, <laughs> We've um well we've we've discussed it a few times, haven't we? And and it's it's because we've been on this side before where you do walk this tightrope of you know understand who we are, but at the same time you do want to compete in the division. Of course you do. We all we're all here to win football matches. We want to win as much as anybody else, don't we? But you do have to understand that, and it is a thing of we've said it a million times, but might, we might as well say it again. You do not understand Accrington Stanley. And you cannot buy into what the club is and what the club represents and what the club is as an entity and then turn around and say you want John Coleman sacked. The two just do not go together. It does not compute, those two. And I don't know whether it's an entitlement thing because people haven't been, they don't understand that or people aren't sort of, they don't read into it enough or they're not intelligent enough to even look into it and just understand where the club has come from. Or I don't know whether it's just this new breed of social media, everything now, all at once. I deserve it all. There's no big picture. There's nothing like that. But it is it is a thing that we're seeing more and more. Um, and that's not me for one minute saying that people shouldn't be demanding more. Because, listen, we're in a cost of living crisis and people are paying their hard-earned money to go and watch football. Of course, of course it is. You want everyone giving everything for the shirt. Um 
but you do have to understand that. You do have to respect sort of what he's done. I mean, you know, I, what I would say, I mean, I've stopped getting involved in them conversations on Twitter now because I just think, what's the point? Um, and then somebody always just turns around and calls me like a left-wing um, arsehole anyway. So it's the, the uh, my argument's always gone. But I would ask them people, who would we get in? Because Andy Holt has said that he's sick of spending his cash now and he doesn't want to put much more money in. Well, you know, unless we, unless Andy Holt pays some decent cash for a manager, we're never going to get a name in, are we? Are you going to take a punt on a lower league, sort of somebody who's done well in lower league? Or you get somebody back like Paul Cook, who's at Chesterfield, or Liam, for example. Liam's just lost his job, and he'd be the one that they'd be calling for, I presume. Um, but again, I'll go back to who makes that footballing decision at the football club. I don't think there's any football people there. I don't think there's a football person between them that run that that run the football club. If I'm honest, and certainly not to the extent of I can make a decision and get a football league club a new manager. I don't think there's anybody in the club that's that's qualified to do that. Yes, yeah, worrying, isn't it? And uh, it makes me laugh because over the years, all of the people that the Coleman Out Brigade have clamoured for, have always done nothing. So a few years ago, it was Flitcroft, Flitcroft, Flitcroft at Shirley, not even managing anymore. Uh, Janssen, 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 he's not managing anymore. You know, couldn't get Shirley out of the Conference North. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, you're, either, you're either taking a risk on a young non-league manager, or I personally wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, getting the Nelson manager to try and keep us in League One, or are you going for a Ronnie Moore, Dave Jones, journeyman, who just won't get the club at all. And he's used to a certain way of doing things, which I don't think would work here. You know, people are quick to forget the BT experiment, whilst ironically is still loved by a lot of people. You know, good name, good pedigree, a lot of contacts. It's different. It's different to taking over a Tranmere or a Bradford City. It's a unique skill set that if you don't get it right, you are going to get hammered every week and you are going to get relegated because you can't compete pound for pound. Well, as well, yeah, I don't think... I'd Take, for example, Liam Richardson just lost his job at Wigan. I don't think he'd take that job with a 10-foot pole, Liam Richardson. I don't. I honestly don't think he would. He's been used to a certain level at Wigan. He'll be used to a certain wage at Wigan. Why, why would he take Stanley job with everything that comes weird at minute as well? With the sort of circus that surrounds everything at the minute. I don't think he'd take it with a 10-foot pole, honestly. And you've got to remember as well with, with Liam that a lot of people in football thought it was a poor decision and his stock's very high. So even you know, Wigan have lost nine in a row under Colo Torre. You know, so it's not as though he was under-delivering and Wigan yeah. fans were clamouring for him out. It was a shock when he went, so... Any bottom half championship would, would probably give them a look in, you know, or a top half. You know, you're looking at, I know they don't need new managers, but you're looking at a Sheffield Wednesday or a Plymouth or a Derby size job for him, really, aren't you? He's not going to go to an Accrington or a Rochdale or a Morecambe. No, absolutely not. Um, well, then, so we've just spoken about we're very, very close to potentially it being, let's put that into context as well. We, when we say best season ever, we mean sort of statistically and then. Cup-wise, and the further we go in the Cups and then the Wembley trip, don't we? I don't yeah. think that anyone's going to sit there and go, this is the best season we've ever had. 
but statistically, that would be it correct. More successful season, staying up in League One and two fantastic cup runs. Um, you know, it, it it has to be. It'll go down the record books as the most successful season, and that's the nature of football. You know, it's not been really, it's not been enjoyable at all. But then, two or three wins, you know, it's it's magic, isn't it? You know, if we, especially this is dare, dare to dream territory now. But, um, you know, imagine if we won tomorrow, then did Leeds, then did Bolton, then lifted the cup. It's You've gone from toaster in the bath to, you know, performing acts of self-fellatio in one fell swoop. Well, on the flip side of that, though, what about if we get beat tomorrow, get beat off Bolton and then get relegated? <laughs> well, to be honest... The idea of eating toast in the bath has always appealed to me. So, <laughs> you're very, very, you, you, again, you tread the fine line between uh, greatness and being in a position well, that, where you do not want to ever watch football that's sport, again, isn't it? That sport and that that proves the the idiocy of now at this moment in time going either way. You know, it's not it's not a disaster yet, and it's not incredible yet. Yeah. Um, and if we stay up, you know, even even though it's not been the, the most enjoyable season, if we stay up with this sort of ragtag army, it's 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 his best achievement. This team on paper, if they came mid-table in League Two, you would say that's a good effort given that team. To stay up in League One is a big ask when you've no striker, no real defenders, you know, um, 106 players injured. That goes up every time you look back at the stats. So. There's, there's nobody on that team at the moment, apart from maybe Tommy Lee, you think, can change a game. you know, Or maybe McConville now and again, but nobody who, who has that thing of, like, Isaka Dion or... A, um, do you know what? Shout out to, to, to Lee Shaw. He made a good point the other day. He said, you miss Matt Butcher. He oh, was unreal. yeah. He was unreal, weren't he? You forget all about him. Absolutely superb player. He was quality, um, yeah. There's nobody like that who can just get the ball and, and do things with it. Um, and I just think I don't know. It, some, like you say, the, this Boreham Wood game, it's going to really set the tone, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if they come up to the crowd and do us four nil, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 proper. You know, you're going to hear a lot of um, you know, uh, horse pipes from people's exhausts going through the window. Well, I guess uh, at least that'd be a lovely thing to watch on BBC. Would be Leeds having a nice trip to Boreham Wood. You know, would it would it be nice to watch? Yeah. Would you would yeah. you sit there and cry? Um, yeah. But so you go on then. Go on. Go on. One last point then. No, just a good point you've made there about being on telly. So the the money for that because you've got the, the obviously they'll sell out. Then you've got the TV money. Then you've got the third round prize money. Uh, then you've got the merch and things like that. You know, you're right. It's in the region of sort of four hundred four hundred grand. Someone was saying it could make us. So speaking of making money. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I have got another point to make, actually. I was just going to make the point where... <laughs> that would have been a good cut off that. You've ruined it for yourself. That was decent. That was uh... decent. But I was just going to say, people like Tommy Lee, you know, when you said he's got the ability to change a game. Yeah. I won't be surprised if in summer he's yeah. thinking, get me out of here as well. Because oh. he can't be sitting there thinking, Jesus, he's playing me out of position. We're a side that's going absolutely nowhere. I'm dealing with these. If if we don't make promises and sign players, 
I think a lot of these players that are sort of teetering on being the better the better players in the side are going to think, get me out of here. So it's, I think we've got a serious issue coming in summer, whether we go down or stay up. I honestly do. It's a big, it's a big rebuild, isn't it? Whatever happens, um, because we've lost, like you say, usually we, we get away with it and we, and we replace like for like, don't we? And get away with it. See, so your key leaves, you, you stumble across Colby Bishop, for example. Um, it hasn't worked this time. Um, not not for want of trying, but there's nobody in that team who's going to get you 10, 15 goals a season. Never mind no. 20. No. Um, go on then. What are you, What is your prediction for tomorrow night? I, they're a lot. I mean, I know we've already played them, but they're they're a lot better than people think. I'm pretty sure the full time. Um, anything hook hook crook. Stanley on penalties. And do we stay up? You've got to find four teams worse than us. So I'd say what we'll define the season. Don't even look at the fixtures. But in a few weeks' time, in Feb, we have Burton and Forest Green back to back. Yeah. And both of those are below us, and that that will literally determine the season, I think. And then and then MK Dons two weeks after. Yeah, I mean, so you think that's you know a possible nine points in three weeks? Yeah, I mean, is Burton away? I think Burton's away. Forest Green's Burton's at home. away. Yeah, and then MK Dons at home. Yeah, so that Burton away, it's going to be not playing strains and automobiles really. That if you I, can say MK, I say MK Dons away, but. I say MK Dons at home. In between Forest Green and MK Dons, we've got Ipswich away, Charlton away, Portsmouth at home. Yeah, which again makes those two games I mentioned bigger, I think. Yeah, because um, they're going to keep they're going to keep losing games as well. You've got to remember that about the, about the shit teams, they'll keep yeah. losing as well. So you've just got to tread water. But uh, Burton, Forest Green, Morecambe, all season I've thought were worse than us. Uh, we just need one more. But just to touch on that. Uh, Morecambe away was a was a was a low point. I feel um, I just couldn't. Again, it's fine margins because the first half an hour, until they score, they don't touch the ball. It's a tra- it's a training exercise for us. We were we were the better side for the first fifteen minutes. I thought um, it, it that it was just that thing though where the confidence is that low that as soon as they scored, we just looked beaten. Yeah. We just never looked like getting back in the game. It was it was two very bad teams, I thought. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, they were so poor at the Crown when we did them three one. I thought, yeah, more come away, we'll we'll get three points there, and it's it's really demoralising not to. Um, it's again fine margins. That Bristol win, those are the kind of wins that'll keep us up. You're winning like one game in four, and you're just about doing enough at home. That's that's what that's what'll that's what'll seal us through, I think. Um yeah. Who's the who did we play last? Who's the last game of the season? I'll just get that up. The last game of the season is Oxford away. Oh for fuck's sake. Um yeah. so you, don't, you don't want to be going there. So, this is I'm our last this is our last six games, right? Fleetwood at home, Peterborough at home. Portsmouth away, Bolton away, Cambridge at home, Oxford away. That's quite nice. Old Cambridge, Oxford, one two. Yeah, it's quite uh, Oxbridge Mafia. Um, Across on tour. Oh my god, going to Oxford. 
I, I, I think February will will determine, you know, what we're going to do. We just need to. If you get to last three or four games, and you're either out the relegation zone or you're within touching distance, anything can happen. We just got to make sure we're in. We don't. We're in that. We're in that pack. If that makes sense. You don't want to start yeah. to lose and losing at cut adrift. Um, yeah. I think we'll stay up in in sort of David Batty, Kevin Keegan style. You know, will Stanley stay up? Yes. And I hope that's not ominous. He did miss, didn't he? But uh, yeah. anyway, speaking of making money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Righty, okay then. So, um, let's talk about that Bolton game. Um, it's coming up. It is the the first time we have ever been just one game away from Wembley. We are at home. Um, it's just one leg. It used to be two legs, um, if I'm not mistaken, until not very long ago. But on the 22nd of February, we will be playing Bolton at home. And the winner of that game will be going to the final of the Papa John's trophy to play either Plymouth or Cheltenham Town. Um, thoughts on this? Because we've discussed this earlier in the season, didn't we? And nobody, everybody just takes it serious when you only get about probably about two games away. We discussed when we went to Salford a few years ago um, and we got done over by them and everyone thought it was um, the end of the world. And, and Coleman spoke after that game as well and said that, listen, I'm not going to get many more chances to go to Wembley, you know. Would this be the icing on the cake for John Coleman's Accrington Stanley career to take us to Wembley? This, you know, not even worrying about the result, just taking us to Wembley. Absolutely. And there's nobody in the Football League deserves it more, to be honest. Can you think of a manager who's done more, not just for a club, but a town, than John Coleman? I certainly can't. Um, I've always found that thing about there's a, there's a small handful of clubs that have not been to Wembley. Uh, there's only about eight clubs that have not been to the new Wembley. And there's only two clubs that have not been to either Wembley, which is us and Crawley, I believe. Um, but that's a bit of a bent stat because obviously we win leagues. You know, pub teams like Morecambe, playoffs in it. You know, it's not neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, he, he does deserve it. And it'd be a fitting, not the end, because hopefully he's got many years left, but... It'll be something to look back on that he led, you know, when he took over. I think his first game was Charn at Richard away in a friendly. And now he's led us out as a third tier club at Wembley. It's, it's some some story. Would, would be some story, you know. And the Football League, everybody at the EFL is crossing their fingers going, Bolton Plymouth final, Bolton Plymouth final, because you get your 80,000 on. Accrington, Cheltenham final, 15 all in. If that. It, well, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Because. You'd either get the situation where it was us and Plymouth, so a full stand, and then however, I, w- I don't even want to hazard a guess at how many Stanley would take to Wembley. I, d- I, d- I don't think I couldn't see us taking ten thousand. I'd say five, five to seven. Yeah, I reckon ten. My thesis is if for a playoff final, I reckon we take ten. Yeah. Uh, for this midway through the season, it's not a bank holiday. I don't think um, mm. five. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be a weird one. So you'd either have that, 5,000 against the 40,000 of Plymouth Argyle, or you would have the 5,000 of Accrington against maybe 15,000 at Cheltenham, maybe, because they're closer, I don't know. Um, Which would just be amazing, wouldn't it? Let's talk about the way the sort of club has been about this, because I saw a tweet from the official supporters club where we'd only sold 300 tickets to season ticket holders before they went on general sale. I'm not sure how many this club have, have sold up until now. Um, what are your thoughts on the game being £20? Because there's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, we got into a, I got into a discussion about it on Twitter where people were saying, well, why shouldn't it be £20? We're one game from Wembley. And where a lot of people were saying, um, well, that's just Holt doing more over on Bolton fans again and making us pay a little bit more when every single round up until now has been a tenner. Where do you stand on this? And how do you think the club should have gone about it in trying to maintain as many Accrington fans as possible to try and secure that home advantage? Because with a full away stand of Bolton fans, that means... We're surrendering home advantage in my eyes. And when you won game from Wembley, you're asking for trouble, lads. The thing is that at Accrington, we surrender home advantage on a regular basis. And I get it for league games. I get it. The club needs the income. But this isn't a game anyone budgeted for. You don't sit down with your spreadsheet and, and, and gamble on definitely getting to the semi-finals and it definitely being at home. You can't do that. So if we make one pound profit from this game, it's a one pound profit. So this was this this for me was a time to, to to say to the town, cost of living crisis, one game from Wembley, just get some excitement going. You know the town the town doesn't even know. Most people in the town wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, me and Will Ortley were talking about this the other night, right? When when we made that Stanley video, you know, we did it off our own backs and we wanted to do it. I would. I would be more than happy to try and do as much of that as possible for the club. In moments like this, where it's absolutely needed, I would give my own time, I would fund it myself to try and whip up some sort of excitement. Why is the club not doing that in terms of... You don't see any sort of video or any sort of, you know... call. Why have they not had a conversation with John Coleman where he's talking about everything that he's done... And just bring it up to this is the icing on the cake. I've loads of shots of Wembley, Wembley way, all this stuff. People talking about playing at Wembley, World Cups there, Euros there, blah, blah, blah. Why is every single day is the club not just banging the door down of every single person in Accrington, paying for you know promo on social media, stuff like that, and saying, just get through the gates. I don't... It's infuriating to me. I don't understand what is going on. Well, it's like tomorrow, though. Tomorrow, Boreham Wood, I reckon there'll be 1,200 home fans. And you're thinking that's the prize is Leeds at home on television. That should be full. The, the town probably don't know about that either. Do you know what I mean? It's, I'd look, I mean, it's pie in the sky, but it should be massive everywhere. Check out some billboards. They're only cheap, really. You know, that, 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 the iconic image that the actual trophy themselves have done, where it's like semi-final, it's like half Everett, half Coleman. Have you seen that? It's like red and green. Yeah. That's very smart. Something like that. Um, get it on the side. Pilkington's buses won't charge you a fortune. Get a couple of adverts on there. Do you know what I mean? And I know I understand it's a business thing and you can't throw money away and you haven't got a massive budget to, to, to spend on things like this. But you don't budget for this game. Yeah, and that's it. 
That's and the I, thing. It's I, a freebie, isn't it? It's a freebie. I do not take. I do not take this stupid thing, usually said by people who don't live in the town, about oh the town don't care, the town have turned its back. I would rather have two sides empty than be outnumbered by Bolton fans. I'd rather have 1,500, 200 from Bolton on, than have 4,000, but three three quarters of them from Bolton. It's not, it's, you, the business, the business, from a business point of view, it makes perfect sense. From a footballing point of view, if you're Accrington at heart, this is our only, might be our only chance. It's for a one-off game at home for Wembley, you know, because we're not we're not likely to 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 make the playoffs anytime soon, and even that's over two legs, isn't it? Yeah. So a one-off at home, that you know, has to be settled on the night. Home advantage. This might not come around again, and it just feels like, you know, oh, we'll make a few quick quid, but it, emotionally, you know, if you speak to most Stanley fans, say, would you rather the club make an extra ten grand, or would we go to Wembley? Go to Wembley because you'll make more at Wembley anyway on your well, merch. You know, like yeah, but we're also not in that position anymore where ten grand means fucking anything to the club. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand it does, but for a one-off, surely you know that can be budgeted for. You've got to maximize. You've got to maximize the income of the games you can plan for. I get that, but this is a free hit. It's a free hit. It's a. It, it's not. It's not budgeted for. Cup yeah. runs are not budgeted. Well, some clubs budget for cup runs, but it's just daft economics that. Um, it's like, it worries me about this Leeds game as well. You know, if we get through tomorrow, we'll have 1500 home fans. Well, I mean, we've had there'll only, have... only be a short turnaround for tickets, won't there? Of course, they will. And then, well, you know, oh, you've, you're going to fill it with Leeds everywhere, and that brings its own issues, yeah. then, doesn't it? I but... just hope we don't do a stupid thing like, um, you've got to have a Boreham Wood ticket to get one or because well do you not remember the Burnley thing that was exactly a disaster that was an yeah. absolute disaster wasn't it yeah. was it were maximum four tickets you could buy or something like that you, or... had, to have, you had to have an extra ticket from the week before to get a Burnley ticket and then um, that it was half empty it was a, it was a joke and then a Burnley Aki season ticket holders were made to move seats for Burnley fans as well you know um and again, like you say, that that was you know is the best no no bones about it football wise, it's the best day of my life. But yeah. it was it was tainted a little bit by us not having a full full clear to end. Um, it should have been, and that's that's it's it's moments like that Burnley game, it's moments like this Bolton game, just make it a tenner. And you know all these you know these kids that do the shirt giveaway and stuff like that, just go into the schools and give them the ticket. If if you make them buy them. Make the schools do the market. Make the schools send sheets out and say, "We've got these discounted tickets. Come and buy them." And it's I don't know, adult and then kids free. And then the kid goes on, buys a bottle of coke, and you've made you you've you know you've made at least a little bit of cash there. Yeah, I think, like you say, it's the ultimate free hit. It's the only time really in football ever you can speculate to accumulate because usually you can't do it. You know, the, the, the margins are too narrow. Whereas that that it just seems as though any other town are one game away from Wembley, people go apeshit, the town gets cup fever, even people have no interest in football get, get into it, the shop windows are all dressed up, you know, we're not going to have that. We're Strange, not going to have that. Yeah. But it does feel like, like when we played Fulham though in the FA Cup, it did feel like that, didn't it? Yeah, and also the, the, the town did... did um, so the, one, the one time I remember the town 
really making an effort. Do you remember, do you remember the first time we made the playoffs, the Stevenage playoffs? Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Like, it was unexpected. I remember like a few shop windows doing displays and stuff then, and there'd been like a competition in the Observer and things like that for it. And it wasn't even Wembley, was it? It was Old Trafford. Yeah, and that was yeah. you know you know that that was um, exciting, but uh, it just you know obviously we've got lovely new facilities now and the gates have gone up slightly but i think the gates have gone up slightly because of the novelty of league one as well uh, and they will they will tail off again because people are getting bored and frustrated and calling out and why they're not winning all the time like when i started to come and things like that um but you've got to get people in and show them the new things you know if you're if you're a 55 year old man who drink in the greyhound Last time he came on Aki was 2003. It pissed it down. You know, you, you don't know. You've seen pictures maybe, but you've not experienced it. You know, and uh, I just, that, that's the line. I cannot stand the line about, oh, the town, this, the town. I've done it before. You know, I'm not pot calling kettle. We've all done it, stood there and gone, why don't the town want to support us? But that was during a time when we, you know, we weren't, that, you know, we were, we were, doing things like fleecing businesses in the town and things like that and not paying bills, et cetera. And you can understand why there's a bit of um, dismissiveness. But now I don't think we're tapping into some of the goodwill that we have now. And I, I just think some of the things that we, like you mentioned, those videos and things like that, they're not particularly expensive. And if a, if a Oldham did a really good one, the bottom of the National League, you know, other clubs, Rochdale, just Gunthorpe's do it. And there's going to be, let's just address the other elephant in the room as well, this thing of, because we used to play a Congleton Irwell, an Earlham, sorry, you can never want anything off the field to be better ever again. I just think that's absolute nonsense. It's not mourning to say you shouldn't surrender home advantage for a game for Wembley. It's just common sense, footballing common sense. You know, if fans don't make a difference, then why do we bother chanting or going to games? And if fans don't make a difference, if home advantage doesn't matter, why isn't every game behind closed doors then? You know, it's just, um, you can be proud of what the club has achieved on the field and still think that we should reach out to the town more. You know, it's not, they're not, um, they're not polar opposites as ideas, you know. Like you said, though, you need somebody there who's going to be, who's got that sort of creative mindset and that creative energy towards it. Like you say, it's not rocket science, but you need somebody there who's got at least a little bit of passion to do it. And who understands them things, which again point me in the direction of someone who has. Not sure. But like you say, it's um you know, and also people say, Oh well, if we beat Bolton, nobody'll complain. But that doesn't negate those points. No. You know, if you get if you get if you get to Wembley and there's only twelve hundred Aki, that was still a, a, a proud moment that could have been shared with more people. Could have got, yeah. kids, could have got kids hooked, things like that, and the old pitch invasion, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's, um, you know, they're not, um, we all want to pull in the right direction. We all want what's best for the club and the town. And uh, the views are going to sometimes differ about those. But just because your view doesn't fit in with, with hero worship or a consensus doesn't mean you should keep quiet. Yeah, exactly. There's not enough of us either to sort of be messing about with stuff like that as well, I think. The only issues that I've ever had with falling out with fans is when they've got personal about stuff. Yeah away from football i don't care what your opinion is on the football to be honest i'll call you an idiot and i'll call you a dick i don't mean anything bad about it but the only real issues i've had are when people have come after me or 
my loved ones really but there's like you said the fan base isn't big enough for us all to be dragged apart as it um but there you go right make a prediction then i'm gonna go Dion charles missed penalty stanley go to wembley um i can't remember it because i can't see because i'm that drunk and then you fall at the top tier and die yeah we'll get a stand named after you at, at stanley so swings and roundabouts well hopefully yeah i mean that's that's coming one day one day one way or another but yeah that would be for all the just, wrong reasons just doing this like um from your from your bed in intensive care um <laughs> the the um the the heart monitor thing beep into the raw milk theme you know nice nice well i reckon oh let's have a think so tomorrow boreham would stanley on penalties um bolton at home uh bolton go two nil up dion misses a penalty for the third we score thrice and three times in the last five minutes Absolute scenes. Go to Wembley. Plymouth, 40,000. Us, 5,000. They batter us. And then we don't have a shot on target. In the last minute, Toby's having goal kick, bounces over the keeper's head and goes in. Um, and then they break again. Toby's sent off. Uh, Tommy Lee goes in goal and saves a penalty. And we lift the cup. Que sera, sera. <laughs> Absolute scenes in London after. 5,000 go down, only 3,000 make it back due to alcohol poisoning. <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe this time if we win, win the trophy, maybe the police will allow us to have a proper bus parade. Um, mm. that, was all, that was really weird, wasn't it, when we won the league? But, uh, Strange day, that, yeah. Well, there we go, mate. Well, all the best. I will speak to you again before we play that game, I reckon. Of the trial. Yeah. Up the Reds. Do, do, drinking all the raw milk. Do, 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 do. Thank you for tuning into Raw Milk. Our theme music is Mr. Powder by Deja Vega. Our producer is Scott Borton. Follow us at Raw Milk Zine on Twitter and Instagram and Raw Milk Fanzine on Facebook. You can also download, subscribe, and like all of our podcasts at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Reds. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.